Game of Thrones is done, everybody. Watch the new Game of Thrones. Oh, we can't. It's over already. They're at the Dragon Pit now. It's a cool set. They put a lot of work into it. Jon Snow's in it. I, I think he might be a secret Targaryen. Have you watched Game of Thrones yet? Nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. What is your opinion of Game of Thrones right now? That is quite a loaded question to ask, my friend, because everyone has quite an opinion on Game of Thrones. But you are in the right place because you are here at Shows What You Know, where we break down all of your favorite television shows, including Game of Thrones. I am Jim Scampoli. I'm Jacob Burrows, and I'm so happy to be discussing Game of Thrones again, even as, if it is for the last time for uh, approximately two to ten years, I believe, until we get the next, uh, the next season here. But I'm excited. It's the finale, and I'm so glad that I liked it. Uh, I felt like it could really go off the tracks uh, in the past few episodes. So I'd say this season has been a real topsy-turvy type situation, ups and downs, but we're, we're done now. We're getting off the roller coaster. We have about two years to decompress, I assume. So uh, Jim, Jim Scampoli, what is your opinion of Game of Thrones right now? Well, before we get into that, I mean, there's a lot of talk. Everyone thinks it's not going to be till 2019 that we get some new Game of Thrones. That can't be true. That shan't be true. Mm, I'm almost 100% that should be true because they, I mean, I, I, I want it to be true, if nothing else, because I feel a lot of the stuff that we weren't too happy with could have been smoothed out if they had a little bit more time on it. Uh, and, and granted, it does feel a little bit like the writers and people kind of want to, or I don't know exactly who, but someone wants it to be over. So maybe it won't be a Westworld type situation uh, where well, they say but it's going to be forever. They had more time. They had more time on this season. I know. Like we, we waited over a year uh, for these new episodes. We have less episodes in the last season, although they're saying that they potentially could be all feature length, like the length of this most recent finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. They're going to start shooting in October, I hear. Have it done next summer. Let's not drag this shit out. I'm not waiting until 2019. Oh, God. October? That's like a nightmare. That's ter- that's terrible news to me. Because I, 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 as you're right, they did, we, we did wait longer for this one. But uh, according to my internal writing calculations, we didn't have to wait so long the other seasons because they had fucking a million words to choose from. Uh, literally, oh, like a million seven hundred thousand words is what the books are. And then all of a sudden, that's all gone. And not only that i think the the outlines they have have probably gotten vaguer and vaguer because just logically george martin doesn't know what happens right before the end or he would have written it he probably knows how it ends so granted maybe we'll have like more notes from him as we move on but i feel like this or parts of this what we've just seen is very much the empty like notes so that's why they probably needed a bit more uh time and maybe even more time than they got well, before we get into it, what do you think? Do you think we get a new Game of Thrones book or a new season of Game of Thrones next? Absolutely a new season. <laughs> no you doubt. Don't think the book, you don't think the book's going to come out in between somehow? No, no. At this point, it's like he's already thrown in the towel on that. So that, potentially it could come out before he dies is what I'm going to say. Uh, other than that, I make no bets. Does he have any children? Mm, I don't know. Because could it be one? Of, so you think it's one of those situations maybe he's going to die and then his like 
less talented son maybe picks up his manuscripts and uh, finishes the the epic Game of Thrones uh, Song of Ice and Fire series. I mean, they might try, but I'm sure Brandon Sanderson will be there and he'll be like beating up the children with a with his huge tomes, which by the way, my to monitor right now is standing on a Brandon Sanderson book. It's about this big. It's to put it up at the right high, eye level. And I like Brandon Sanderson, but uh that's that's going to be the last Game of Thrones I feel if he passes away, unfortunately. I don't get that reference, but that's fine, I guess. Yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, he finished uh, Wheel of Time. Ringing any bells? Oh, Wheel of Time. Is that that movie that's coming out? <laughs> no. I don't uh, think so. It's a wrinkle in time. Whatever. Game yeah. of Thrones, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm, again, in the end of the, at the end of the day, I'm thinking Game of Thrones next year. Don't fuck with me. Come on, let's do this. But Game of Thrones finale... Uh, I did like it. I don't know if I'm as high on it as you are because a lot of goofs that I said came true. That's in very this true. Game of Thrones finale. Yeah. Um, I said the the goof that maybe they'll have to team up with Cersei to fight the white the the whites and the White Walkers. It looks like it's coming to pass. I mean, of course, Cersei's got her deal going on. I also made the goof that. Uh, this was Arya and Sansa's plan all along to trick Littlefinger. Now, okay, let's talk. I, I know we're jumping. We're probably going to jump around a bit. Let's talk about this Littlefinger Arya Sansa thing. Is this plan all along? Is this been the plan all along, or do you think it just recently, like things were building between them, and then they realized before the end? Oh wait, no, this is Littlefinger. Or they talked to Bran and he told them. Well, I, I mean, either of those could be the case. I do, I mean, maybe Bran did something useful. He sure as hell did it off screen in that case because he hasn't done anything <laughs> useful on screen for a minute. But uh, that's, I mean, that's a good question. You say you said them as, as goofs, which is true, but I didn't, like, I even felt like when you were saying it that, like, yeah, that's probably is what it's going to be. Uh, even if it's, like, the most obvious thing. Like, it, it weren't, wasn't, they weren't really... Well, the Cersei thing was a joke, and that you're right. You said that in like episode one, and it came to pass. But as far as Littlefinger, I, I almost it would have been stupider to me if it was just you know them growing tensions against each other. But anyway, to answer your know, question, man. I don't have the tape, but I could have sworn when I said that you were like, I don't think that's what's happening. Well, that's true, and I, I'd say that's because of last season when uh, Arya got like a knife in the gut because she was walking around Bravos like an idiot. Uh, like it didn't make any sense the way she was behaving, and I expected there to be some sort of twist uh, revealing that it was all part of the plan. But that one was even less part of the plan, yeah. and so I just assumed it would be more of the same. But but yeah, it, it does turn out to be that case. Well, I would assume that it is option. B to whatever it was, uh, uh, like that that uh, it was all part of the plan all along. Bit of House of Cards coming in here. It's just weird because for it being all part of the plan, it doesn't make sense how Arya was threatening Sansa in the episode before this when no one was around. I guess it's like maybe he's watching. Let's just in case. Um, and yeah, Jake's Jake in the chat. The Littlefinger thing was super obvious. And I think it was only super obvious because it really didn't make any sense that Arya was going to kill her or yeah. that they were going to there was they were going to kill each other. And I kind of touched on this when we were talking about uh, the last episodes. Um, I just I wish they just kept it as more tension between the sisters and maybe introduced 
the 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 potential murder uh maybe in the finale because it it never came off as real to me uh or it just came off kind of out of nowhere yeah that's fair it didn't seem super realistic uh and but that's also been the thing you've been saying since episode one this season that it's going to be a bit more the obvious things happening and that's a shame true. but that it, that's been the development and that and, and in that way i would have been more annoyed if they took these characters and they make stupid decisions and then they die because of them at least they make stupid decisions and then something i i I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, like relating it to the other part with Cersei, at least that part, like Cersei was plotting, uh, of course, like they do team up, but then Cersei's plotting, which also was very obvious, but at least it's better than them actually joining together and trying to fight the big evil. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I guess my problem too with this is, like I said, I, I didn't love in the in the episode six, the the sister drama. And then I didn't like this payoff. I just didn't like the way they did it because it was my only real, like I, I messaged you while I was watching this and I just said, I got to say yuck about something in game of Thrones because it was such a pedestrian, um, like sitcommy type move where it's like, well, you know, Aria, we need to talk about some stuff and you know, you're going to be put, to trial for this, this, and this, Peter Baelish, and just like <laughs> twist the head and look over, like, uh, come on, it, it, that's the type of stuff. I know, I know, a lot of people have been very nitpicky of Game of Thrones this year, and my myself included. But with that thing, that felt real too much to me. It felt too much of like a different show, and you could still do exactly like well, not exactly what they did, but you could still do that storyline. But I feel like you could have done it a little better way or a little bit more of a clever, well-written way than just kind of a weird Three's Company-ish type of reveal. I mean, at least she got to slice his throat. I mean, you get to see you get to see Littlefinger finally die. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah, that was nice. You didn't like the whole uh, Peter Baelish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly i mean yeah yeah it was uh i i guess i don't know i i've had my hands up in the air about so many of those things that uh didn't make sense that i was just happy they landed somewhere where i thought like i've been saying and i mean I, a million people have been saying that you should have been stabbing little fingers since like season three at least now in the past couple of seasons or so they've had the opportunity to do it and they have chosen not to because and where the viewers are like, why is he even still around? So at least they landed somewhere uh, where where it makes sense to me. But I, I feel you. You're not. Yeah, I think you're. you're and and I guess there. the other thing, the other thing is just because like like we we're just talking about, it's such a gray area of, um, you know, were they ahead of the game? Was Arya ahead of the game? Has Sansa been playing um, Littlefinger this whole time, or? Did Bran finally come in off screen and say, because, I mean, he does it during their trial or whatever, where he quotes them. So was Bran just the one off screen? It's like, oh, no, why are you guys fighting? I, I just saw a vision of you guys killing each other. Let me <laughs> fill you in real quick on this dude. You may know him by the name of Littlefinger. Uh, he's doing all this shit. And uh, he got our dad killed and uh, started the war. So let's uh, turn our aggressions that way. Like I don't know. Well, honestly, that is what should have happened. Uh, but 
uh, I don't know. I guess a lot of decisions have been made for like getting to certain points. And we've said that as like, I don't know, sometimes it's negative, sometimes positive, but they make writing decisions to get to a certain point. They wanted this fucking uh, classic detective scene where everyone's there and it's like, oh, the killer is in this room. And uh, they got it. And uh, to to me, honestly, uh, I guess the reason why I sound so happy about this episode is that uh, I liked a lot of places where they landed. Um, Yeah, well, before we get to that, just one more thing. Like, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I do think some things were done with the point of maneuvering things to where they need to be to get into this final season to start to wind down the story. But I don't think that argument helps this case because they built this story throughout this season and then did that. Like there, you could have maneuver. I mean, I guess they wanted to have a death in the finale. Like there's not really a, there's not much of a great plot, uh, um, like reasoning behind what they did here. It's just so they could have it happen in the finale. Like they could have done a few other things or played it a different way and still positioned it the way they did. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, that yeah. I just feel like it's not a great, it wasn't a great way to do that. Yeah. I mean, Jake summarizes it in the chat chat by saying this was just a poor setup. And I think, yeah, I think that, kind of covers it because it is as i was saying at the start there's a lot of stuff that feels like it could have made a lot more sense with a few more drafts and if they start shooting in october i'm gonna be worried but uh mr black in the chat also says that he initially thought we were gonna get a dark sansa arc after little finger teaches her the ways of political maneuvering but then the whole ramsey bolton arc happened and yeah that just kind of fucked everything up, which that yeah. arc never made any sense to me. That was kind of to match it with what was going on in the books and kind of give Sansa something to do for a season. But it never, ever made any sense. And stuff like that never made any stuff after that never made any sense because that had happened. So why do you keep Littlefinger around after that if he did that? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh... oh, sorry to cut you off. I just had a thought the other day. What if they were traveling north in the previous season and they're going to see John because Sansa really needs to see her family? She's found out that he's alive or something or other. And then they're attacked by Northmen and captured and taken to Winterfell and she has to marry Ramsay Bolton. Wouldn't that make like a hundred percent more sense than just going there to get become like a slave wife? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it would. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. They uh, wrote themselves into a corner with Littlefinger, so they dumped him. Mister Black says, "I agree." Well, George R. R. Martin wrote themselves into a corner, right? Like George is in a George is in like a thousand different corners. That's the thing that there's so many, so much stuff. Like all the stuff that's different is more complicated and different. So th- that's not this is not going on in the books. Uh, the books stopped on the Sansa front before she ever left the Vale. Uh, it's basically when when her aunt died. That's where the books ran out. Because I mean, he's not writing. He has the luxury of not finishing. Uh, he still gets the royalties from all this, uh, and he doesn't have like that many people depending on it. Sure, he has deadlines, but if he doesn't meet the deadline, it's not like well, we're taking your house away. Uh, I don't know if that would happen to the showrunners here, but they have a lot of people depending on them for their jobs, and you know they sign their contracts in blood. I assume with HBO because they run the flagship and everything. So. Uh, yeah, that's what's going. Yeah. That's what's up. All right. Well, I mean, well, let's back up then. Let's back up to the beginning of the episode. I actually don't have a lot of note. I don't have any notes on this episode. Mm. So if you could refresh me on some of the stuff, but For we sure. open with the build up to the big. Here, here it is. Here's the political meeting that we had to make up this ridiculous story 
of having a plan to go get a zombie. So you did like so, this uh, episode, uh, just to clarify, right? No, no, I'm not shitting on the meeting. I'm shitting. We're, I'm shitting on the stuff we've already shit on. We yeah, shit yeah. on the plan because to get here, we had to have the ridiculous plan mm-hmm. of kidnapping a zombie. Um, but we the, start. The, the, we start on the battlements where we see how all the unsullied are all lined up. I guess they gave up on uh, on fucking Casterly Rock real quick and went down to went down to the capital. And then we also have the Dothraki showing up. Jamie and Bronn are there on the <laughs> are there on the wall, kind of looking out, saying, "Up, oh, this is this is going to be fun," because uh, the Dothraki are there swarming in. And then yeah, then we have the boats arriving as well, and we get all the awkward meetings that are going to come. Yeah, and it and it is a lot of uh, other people have pointed this out. It is a lot of people being like, "Hey, I know you." It's like, "Yeah, I know you too, motherfucker." <laughs> and then another character is like, "I know you, bitch." And someone's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, you want some of this?" And like at this point, like I loved seeing um, like the hound in the mountain, but I'm also like, "Let's fucking do this." If this is the re- if this was the hound in the mountain in my mind, like this rivalry, he wouldn't be waiting for a summit. It would be like, it's fucking go time, bitch. Let's do this. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we kind of lost track of why they hate each other so much. I mean, I know his face is burned and everything, but that flame has kind of gone out a little bit. It would have been like last season. It would have been super dramatic to have the final showdown when he's just come back to life and all that. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess I agree. But, but what about the whole scene in general? How did you feel about it overall? The meeting too much I, of a, too much of I know you and you know that. Or did you? It think wasn't they too much. It? it was it was a good amount of it. But it but it's enjoyable from watching the show and finally finally seeing all these characters together. So I think it was a good scene. Um, some of the details don't quite make sense because before anything happens. Uh, what's his name? Euron? Uh, yes. Yeah, Euron does his big thing. Well, not before anything happens. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm jumping ahead too much. I mean, Euron has his shit where he's like being the big alpha tough guy at the meeting. That's what Euron should do. Then we have, they bring out the the white and Cersei has that face-to-face like fearful moment of seeing what's really out there. But the only problem is, so Euron gets up and storms out in a big huff. Like, fuck you. I'm going on the islands. I don't give a shit. But then we find out later on, that was all part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, and and there's nothing. I mean, I fucking hate that's all part of the plan. Because it doesn't make sense when Cersei's like, you know what? I'm going to work with you if Jon Snow, you know, agrees to not be working with the with Daenerys. And then he's like, I've already bent the knee. I, my honor and my promise and my word. I'm true. I am g- good and true no matter what. Much like Ned Stark. And it seems like it ruins it. But then it doesn't ruin it because if you think about it now, Cersei was already planning on doing this other stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's where, I, that's where it loses me. It's more after the fact when you think about it. Unless she knew, unless it was also part of the plan to get um to get now, now I I've been told I say his name wrong. Euron? Uh, Tyrion. How, oh. how do you say am I saying it wrong? Sounds Tyrion? fine to me. All right. I've been told, I think I've overpronounced in the past. But anyways, <laughs> unless it was all part of the plan that Tyrion was supposed to go in 
And, you know, we don't see their little agreement. So maybe she pulled him to his side now that she's got her pregnancy. But I don't know if I'm doing a leap here or if uh, it's just the obvious thing that they're going to do. Well, what what I felt could be part of the plan was her saying something along the lines of, I mean, she's getting the Golden Company either way. That's her only, like, army right now. So that's the plan. So she can at least say to Euron, hey, when as soon as this meeting's over, you're going to get them. And she could even say uh, something like, at some point, you leave. And that could have been the reason why he interrupted at the start. And she says, like, if you're not going to sit down or shut up, then you have to get out of here. That's something I, I saw someone uh, write, that that's a potential way to like their setup of getting him out of there but obviously it's much better that he storms off because it's quite believable to us as the audience and then the twist uh i, I get if it's not a hundred percent but i know uh like or it feels like of course she would be getting the gold whatever they're called golden army gold cloaks no those are the guards uh whatever the yeah the golden company they're gonna get them either way so they could have set up that at least True. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm just probably nitpicking here. It just logically feels weird. I suppose if Cersei just immediately was like, "Yes, let's work together with no conditions," that would be more suspicious. So it does make sense that she tries to put Jon Snow on the spot, and then can't just then go back on it when he doesn't do the obvious. Like you just assume he's going to lie or whatever. But Jon Snow is good. He's good, true and true. And you all better remember that because he's not dying at all in this show, baby. Calling it right now. Jon Snow makes it to the end. I think that's pretty likely, actually, at this point. <laughs> I mean, we've always said that either Jon or Danny dies at this point. Yeah. Feels like probably John and the baby survives. The weird incest baby who might be a dragon comes out of there. There's fly, flopping out of there and, and, and dancing around. And then now they have three dragons to dance again. Maybe something like that. Um what what were we talking about? The summit? We're talking about the meeting and kind yeah. of the logic behind it. But also, I mean, yeah, it's nice to see everyone. We got uh, Euron calling out Theon. Like, I got your sister, bro. What are you going to do, piece of shit? And, of course, he does nothing because he's a little beta cuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then, <laughs> uh, and, of course, Daenerys has to show up late in a nice grand entrance on yeah. her dragon, which, you know, you knew that from the start. Before they even got there, you're like, oh, of course. Daenerys is waiting for a big for a uh, big reveal. Um, now it it is. I do like what they're doing with Cersei because clearly she's up to no good. But then there are flashes of like like she's really she's really afraid. Obviously, as she should be, because the dead are walking and there's another yet another threat to her precious throne. Um, so I kind of like there's still enough there, even though clearly like she's always up to no good. And where we leave her in this episode, she's still up to no good. But there's still hints that maybe she's not up to no good. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's kind of believable because she is... Um, I don't know. I, I think when she sees that, it's more like another piece on the like on the board that of course as it's later revealed what if they can just take each other out that would be perfect because guess what i don't have anything that can defeat dragons as we found out at the food truck uh war that happened uh i don't have anything to defeat a dragon so if someone else can kill a dragon wow that sounds great uh and like yeah let's sign up let's all go and do it and then we'll just fight whoever's left over uh I, i i think that makes sense 
And yeah, as you said there, Daenerys has to make a grand entrance. There's a lot of small moments that we kind of skipped over, which isn't too strange because there's so many characters here and they all know each other. And that's been the thing that we have craved for so many seasons of Game of Thrones. And now we're getting it. And I mean, it's it's going to be a mess to figure out how to shoot this and like who... Uh, I think I think they said in the post show uh, thing they they published that like how do we, like we have to show everyone reacting to everyone else and playing off each other but we've never had this many main characters hang around it's got I mean it's the majority of the characters on the show who are still around so uh, mm-hmm. it, but we we do get a lot of cool moments with uh, Brienne and the Hound before the meeting even starts they talk about their old fight. Uh, and about Arya still alive, which is good for him. All sorts of stuff that would have been like awesome to see almost a whole episode about, but it's just kind of a short moment, which is a bit sad, but also I get why they do it, considering the the format they're doing now. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff, it, like you, I think you kind of mentioned, like with the with the hound in the mound, like some of that stuff's kind of fizzled out over time, like. Uh, like with Brienne and the Hound, you know, maybe if it was like two seasons ago, I'd be like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. But for the most part, I, I like kind of all I want is just that little conversation. I don't really need much more from there. I know I'm just dis- disagreeing with what you just said, but. Uh, <laughs> well, that makes sense. Uh, at this point, uh, it's been a long time since a lot of these stuff. So even just acknowledging it and providing some sort of closure to some of the stuff uh, is pretty nice. The parts you mentioned earlier where Cersei's like, the the king will pledge not to do this or that. That's the That part felt a little contrived to me because what's the actual difference here? Like, you already know they're on the same side. Uh, like, you are asking him not to, like, formally pledge. You, you're both going to fight the same enemy. They, you know that. And you're saying, he will stay in the north. And that's like... Of course, he'll stay in the north. He's he's up there fighting this war, and I guess this is only until they finish like the war. Like that's it's it's a truce. It doesn't go on forever. Uh, it goes on until they sorted their shit out. So that's why I felt that like oh, she's only specifically demanding the one thing that he already did, which literally she could just like if she could just Morse code with her eyes and let him know like unbend the knee. It's cool. Like I command you not to be under my command anymore. We can still. Be the allies like that would have solved everything so that part felt a little contrived to me yeah yeah i agree with that um and yeah jake in the chat cersei ain't pregnant i said that last week and i think i was labeled a misogynist for uh for saying that cersei was probably up to no good saying that she was pregnant when she's not well, she's definitely using it to manipulate Tyrion. Uh, that's for sure. When she's when they have their second little meeting, which was a a cool uh, sort of way of handling it, because that scene added up to me, and it was appropriately tensed and very well acted by both of them. And I do believe that Cersei. Uh, like is one of the few people who could with Tyrion pull this off because they know each other so well it's kind of a raised stake situation as far as this whole duel of gazes that was going on at the dragon pit so yeah she definitely touches her stomach at an opportune moment to uh, sort of suggest to him her motive because otherwise if she just turned around it wouldn't make any sense um yeah, I'm more up in the air now. Uh, I take my words back. You are uh, progressive once more, Jim. Although I've changed a bit because I've read book readers' theories and they've talked about how the books have maybe hinted at Cersei potentially being pregnant. Some, like, some you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. references to like her 
her dresses being tighter and references potentially also to a miscarriage because she's eating eggs and one of them's like a half-born chicken or something like people are just picking this shit up and they're like oh this is what this means this is what this means but that's true I mean, although Mar- martin person, does so i don't know for sure yeah martin does love to do that shit though so it does seem kind of likely but at the same time in the books we do have it uh i i think it's different in the show there's a prophecy that uh, she's given at the start of uh, whichever season that was uh which says that she's only gonna have uh, three children uh Mm -hmm. i don't remember how like i know not all of that no that was in the show i think it was in the show right but i think you're right there's a part that wasn't like a part of the prophecy wasn't but well, but, uh, uh, dear listeners in the chat, if you don't want any tiny book details at all, just tune out for a minute. But that the part that is in the books is where the prophecy says that the little brother shall be the one who kills kills her. Uh, and now that's great, or the little brother, but she says it in like High Valerian or whatever. So uh, the thing is, that but, could be... Uh, let me correct you, Jacob Barrows. That word in High Valerian <laughs> does not have gender. Uh-huh. So it could not, it might be sister. You don't even know. It might even just be person. Oh. It could just be any old person. So I, you maybe want to check your High Valerian, Jacob. You have gone so far past misogynist the other way that you are just elevating this show right now. Uh, and it, yeah, anyway, it means a little sibling. And the genius thing is that there's so many possibilities with that. For one, it's mentioned specifically that Jamie was born like seconds after Cersei or minutes after Cersei. So that's been one of the like one of the theories, one of the things adding to that theory. But of course, Tyrion is a much more likely subject. And another thing, the dragons all were born. Uh, I don't know why, but for some, yeah. Vis- well, that theory is dead now because I think it was Viserion, uh, the brother of Daenerys. I don't know. It was something about the dragons could have been one of the dragons. There's a lot of little uh, little brothers out there. It doesn't have to be hers. So I get why they cut that because that would have probably made things even more complicated at this point. But mm. yeah, that's the prophecy. And anyway, I brought up the prophecy because it says she's gonna have three children. In the show, die. they yeah. Yeah, so either, I mean, that, there could still be a miscarriage situation or, or uh, anything like that. But they did also, in like the first few episodes, wherever that was, she was talking about how she did have a baby who had who looked like Robert, who died. And that is different in the shows, uh, in mm-hmm. the show. So in the show, she has had four. So, like... And, and honestly... Uh... The weird thing is like the whole baby thing. I thought it was just coming up to keep Jamie around. And in a weird way, that's why it doesn't ring as true to me why Jamie would leave her, even though like she's a nut and he's like finally, you know, holding his ground. Like, you know, we gave our word and we have a stronger enemy. I mean, I guess his reasoning is he's fighting for that child because he doesn't want it to become a member of the army of the dead. But eh. Mm, yeah. Uh, in the chat, Jake mentioned that it doesn't even mean little. Could just be a big friend. Could mean the mountain. That's but actually, true. that was one of the other theories and one of the bases for the Clegane Bowl theories that it would be uh, a battle uh, between the Cleganes because the Hound is the little brother. So if it was that situation and the and the Hound won in the Clegane Bowl, then he would figuratively have killed Cersei in the trial by combat. Um, so yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. A lot of little um, brothers around, that's for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, where does it go after the um, Cersei and Tyrion um, meeting? Well, 
we're back at the Dragon Pit, and now it's uh, Jon Snow and Daenerys hanging out in a little alcove. Just they just want to make out so bad. You can just see it in them. The, <laughs> they're so close to it. Like I, I was even expecting it to kind of happen at this point, where she's saying like, "Oh, you should have lied," but oh, you're so honorable and hot. That's basically <laughs> what's what's going on. And then Tyrion does show up again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm lost. I'm trying That's to remember right. everything That's else in this right. episode. Well, the next part is the part we already talked about, where we get to see a little bits of um, the build-up to the whole reveal uh, that Littlefinger is uh, the bad guy. Surprise! Oh, yeah. Um, where, where he? I mean, I did like the way they executed it on a detail level, where they're they're talking about how it's like. Oh, I do a little game. And when that was happening, oh, I was this... like, this is bullshit because <laughs> yeah, like, I, I do a little evil game. <laughs> and she's like, evil game, you say, let's play. But then they do turn it around in a nice enough way. But I mean, in this scene, if if sorry, if we were believing that, um, that Sansa was on board with this, Sansa would have to be such an idiot. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's the scene. Yeah, like, why do people do what they do? What would they want? What evil thing would they do to you? Be on my side. I'm not evil. <laughs> Don't think about me, though. <laughs> Don't think about me in this situation at all. I'm on your side. Um, and next, we do go back to Dragonstone, and we have uh, a little bit of planning going on there where they decide if they're taking a boat or a dragon. Uh, pick a boat because you can't fuck on a dragon. Um and oh yeah because there's this i mean because now like you have to break it to the 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 people of the north that you know john snow has bent the knee yeah they're not gonna be on board with that but what about but if if there's an army of zombies do you think they're gonna be like yeah what's going on here who's bringing <laughs> these that dragons what's <laughs> that silver hair woman doing here we don't want any dragons around here. I mean, that's a uh, it's a good uh, motivator to get some any allies you can find. Although they the enemies also have a dragon, so um, well, that could be a. You want two dragons? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it could be bad for uh, just for uh, image and propaganda purposes that you're trying to come in with this lady who has the dragon as the symbol, and all of a sudden everything's being fucked up by a dragon. Um, mm. But but yeah, I mean, I if we could just speculate on what happens next, is it going to take them like three episodes to get to Winterfell, or are they like destroying Winterfell in episode one of next season? Oh, the the whites. Yeah. Shit. The, we I, know I we like... know how fast a dragon flies. He can fucking fly to Dragonstone in no time at all. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. I mean, if they're doing feature length episodes i mean i don't think it's going to start out but i feel like by the end of episode one yes the 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 whites are at winterfell yeah i'd love that let's hope so um so we also have a scene that i really liked between uh theon and Jon snow where before they kind of had in an earlier episode they had this moment where he was like oh i'll kill you and then i'll forgive you very quickly because oh, we have to work together and that's been almost every scene every emotional resolution has been like hey you killed my son and then you move on and hmm. here they actually have some nice like a real scene that they managed to fit in here with like an emotional resolutions where where he says that he's a stark um and a Greyjoy at the same time. I like that. Yeah, scene. I agree. This is a well done scene, and it also this has already been pointed out by other people. But it uh, it's something that 
Jon Snow will need to be telling himself in, you know, the near future once he learns, like, am I a Stark? Am I a Targaryen? Was I was raised as a Stark. Does that, you know, it's, it's the, he needs to take his own advice. I'm sure he won't. I'm sure he's going to crumble and cry and be so sad and yeah. not be able to fight a zombie anymore once he finds <laughs> out that it, uh, his true lineage. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. They kind of connected really well. And moving on with Theon, he then goes and takes the biggest beating ever and he does that classic kind of movie thing where don't you get up and he just keeps getting up no matter how fucked up he gets and i almost thought that was going to be the whole thing that they were like oh he just keeps getting up what a yeah. cool guy we're gonna follow you now but uh thankfully they also he also just beats the shit out of and i assume kills this guy who was questioning him so that's well, also I a very great joy way of handling it I mean, and, and, and his no dick is his, his, his power. <laughs> Secret weapon, yeah. <laughs> because he gets kicked in what I assume is still a wound at the very least. And uh, actually, I mean, I know Jake pointed this out on Twitter. Like, I mean, so do they, do they cut off his dick and balls or do they just cut off his dick? Well, uh, I'm I pretty sure clarity. there's fan theories on this, but I would assume based on this scene, they, they do root and stem. Yeah, because... If they'd just shown us Grey Worm in this sex scene earlier in the season, I would have some sort of frame of reference. If they'd shown us what his business was, I'd know what's going on. But okay, let's say Dick and Ball's gone. At the very least, you have like a, a, a wound. I mean, it's not an open wound, but you have somewhere you have to piss as well, I imagine. That's true. Uh, it's not going to be like an angel with no genital situation. Um, yeah, it's not just a, yeah, it's not a Ken doll. And then you just kick him. He's like, ah, ain't no thing. <laughs> ain't no thing down there to hurt me. Because, well, I mean, if you kick yeah. a woman in her vagina, it's going to hurt. Very true. Uh, misogyny Jim is coming back here. He's got <laughs> theories for everyone. Um, yeah. Called, but it has been like... I mean, yeah, there's a he's probably not in the best shape, but it has been a number of years since then in Showtime. I mean, it was like season three that he was getting tortured, right? Uh, or yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's been some time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yes, but they do kind of... I agree with you because they kind of like sit on that moment a lot where he's like, huh, you thought I couldn't, couldn't get a fucking thing? And then he just does it. He's like he knees him three more times, not realizing... Well, that's what I mean. They They overdo it. Like... Yeah. If he did the one knee and he like didn't react and was able to fight back, I'd be like, hell yeah, that was great. But the fact, like, if you could get kneed in like what the shin and maybe it wouldn't hurt that much. But if they knee you like five times in the shin, you're like, ah, fuck my shin. I'm going down, dude. I am going down. Very true. But he's already been completely fucked up already. So maybe Exa he's high even on more adrenaline. So. Yeah. No, yeah. he's not high on adrenaline. He's <laughs> fucked up. And they just had to, they, they got greedy, dude. They got greedy. They were well, like, someone in the writer's room was like, he gets need in the balls. And he has and everyone no balls. Stood up. Everyone and just cheered. And another guy got up and pointed at him and said, he gets need four times in the balls. <laughs> Whoa. And then they started lifting that guy up. And the first guy's like, I like my idea too. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, they get a bit greedy with it. But uh, I don't know. His superpower is taking a beating at this point. So uh, that's true. why I accept it. Very true. Because he's been through worse shit. Either uh, way, I mean, either way, it's a nice moment. Like, he's the, you know, uh, here we go. It's an underdog character, and he's off on his journey for greatness, uh, greatness and, you know, becoming a hero. And, and that's why, like, things started to feel like 
and I've talked about this in the past, it started to feel like not Game of Thrones just because we're so used to this not happening. Yeah. Because it went from Theon having this triumphant moment because typically it would be typically it would even happen he would beat that guy up and then everyone else would just beat the shit out of him they wouldn't be on his side they would like everyone else would turn on him but he beats that guy up and then you know the rest of them are like yeah and then like in the next scene i think is the little finger thing and then it's like uh oh things are going too good but it's only because we've been trained by the show to think like oh no bring someone pregnant to get stabbed in the belly and die and have a have a dog <laughs> dog's throat get slit and <laughs> bleed all over the place. Uh, so I mean, I, I I can't blame the show for it. I could just blame like what we're used to. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of why a lot of it has been feeling off. And then they some moments feel really triumphant, and then some moments feel really off. Like when they were having dinner with Ed Sheeran um, oh, or yeah. Sheeran, yeah, uh, stuff like that, which I I was choosing to forget about. And then they posted a new behind the scenes thing of episode one, and they were talking about how great it was that Ed was there. And I'm like, oh, Ugh. there's a whole featurette. Fuck this shit. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, the next scene we have Jamie and Cersei's confrontation on the map. Uh, where they talk, uh, where, where she insults him rigorously, and then mm. um, he he finally cuts the cord, the twin well, and, cord. And it was interesting that we had two scenes where Cersei spared her brother's lives, and it felt like I totally thought Jaime Lannister was a fucking goner. I um I feel like if this was George R. R. Martin, he just would have been dead because I didn't. He's like, give the order, and then she nods. Mm-hmm. And he like takes his uh, he takes his sword and then he's like, Jamie's like, I don't believe you and just leaves. And then the stupid zombie mountain just stands there and doesn't do anything like what, what what's going on? Well, I agree that I mean, the hound, even if she's bluffing the uh, sorry, the hound, the mountain doesn't know that uh that it's a bluff it would have probably been more dramatic if if the mountain actually goes after him and they fight and then jamie still can't fight with his stupid hand so he almost gets killed and then cersei panics and says no like then she has the turning point maybe and i mean also yeah uh she doesn't have to kill him but she could stop him like she does have True. the army True. and everything and dungeons and, she could throw him somewhere and keep him away yeah yeah and it's not like he rides off with like i'm taking we're twins so we split the army down the middle i take my bit <laughs> he's yeah. riding off like a lone western horseman so clearly just be, everyone just let him leave she let him leave i guess it's because she's kind of like uh, i don't know cersei's an interesting character uh it's it, i don't know where her her head's at if she like it's all a big question of if if she is pregnant then possibly like if she wasn't i feel like she would have stopped him from going if that makes sense yeah i mean i guess that that kind of could explain it uh it just it just the scene was a little confusing because it felt like everything's everything was like full speed ahead i mean it's it's a nice moment like i don't like i've said this in the past i don't like jamie or cersei it was a nice moment for jamie and um, it was uh, it was a really cool moment when he's riding off and it's starting to snow oh, yeah. like at King's Landing. I thought that was great. Um, so, I mean, I did like it. It just felt a little clumsy and I wasn't fully clear on like why, like how it went down in a weird way, like why he was just walking away. Um, but, you know, hey, he walked away and it, I mean, it must have been on purpose, obviously, because we have... Uh, Tyrion saying like you know go ahead 
have him strike me down and she doesn't do it. And then it's like the same thing with Jamie and she doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess both made sense to me. I, I, I feel like the mountain is kind of a useless character at this point. Maybe it'll come like more into play in the next season, hopefully. But yeah, as you said, he's mostly not done stuff. He's mostly been called off. He's just been standing in the background. And even when his brother, his nemesis is there, it's like nothing really happens in the end. Yeah, but I mean, I'm interested to see him ride off and fight with the North. They're not going to accept him, that's for sure. Mm. The Kingslayer well, in the I've... North? Fighting alongside wildlings? Well, I feel like even Bran at this point is going to be like, "Eh, it's okay what you did to me. I saw you in the bath scene with (laughs) Brienne, so, you know, I know you're a good man underneath it all, or at least you could be. I'm Bran. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that that about sums up Bran. <laughs> well, speaking of Bran, we do have a scene with Bran next uh, and Samuel Tarly, which was kind of uh, kind of a great. Uh, I don't remember the exact words, but it's kind of like he he opens the door, is like, "Oh, you knew I was coming," and he's like, "I know everything," <laughs> and then it's just quiet, and Sam's like, "Oh yeah, cool." <laughs> Let me find well, it. I mean, and they had that funny little goof where he says, you know what. John's coming up from King's Landing or whatever to fight the, you know, the White Walkers or something. And then Sam's like, did you see that in the fire? And he just holds up the message. Yeah. Like, it was a funny little goof. Yeah, it, they almost gave him a little bit more of a personality here, which was nice. Like, even if he's still, like, if you watch the behind the scenes stuff and you see him talk in real life, it's like, oh, yeah, he's a human. Uh, and here he's more of a robot. And and that the line was Sam says I wasn't sure you'd remember me and Bran says I remember everything <laughs> and Sam just kind of ah cool <laughs> and uh, we finally get the official official payoff um, I saw I don't remember it offhand but I did see people on Twitter talking about so does Sam take full credit for finding this information uh, or does he say Gilly read it is Gilly right. Is that a big controversy online, or I, I I don't know if people are joking. You never know anymore. But That's I did see some difficult. people complaining that like Sam, you know, Sam took all the credit. He didn't find it. Uh, he I, said I, 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 I transcribed. Joke. I transcribed a high. Uh, he's, he did say I transcribed a diary. He annulled oh. Rhaegar's marriage to Elia. So I mean, he doesn't mention Gilly at any points. Uh, okay. But he I mean, credit. That still feels like a joke, though. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Uh, and then, but we get the official official. So it, this is like a, this is official for two things because it, it, you know, finally brings this information to the forefront, but then it kind of confirms that brand brand knows everything, but he doesn't, he has to be like told like, here's a thing. And he's like, Hmm, let me see. Oh, got it. Here it is. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, now. I guess so. And we discussed in the last episode, if we can actually see the future or not. And here it kind of says like, I see everything that's happened. I see things happening right now. But that he apparently then doesn't know everything that's going to happen. And yeah, that's what it seems like, that he has to kind of tap into it, um, has to do a search in his brain to find it. Does seem like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a nice scene. I mean, it was a nice moment. We get the confirmation. We finally get his name. We mm. finally get Jon Snow's name. 
it's the and most common is... Targaryen name of all time. They're all yeah. I was going to say that because I know I've I've obviously heard the name a bunch of times. And what he's a famous Targaryen. Obviously, he was he wasn't the Mad King, but he had the three. He was one of the three dragons, right? Yeah, he's the Conqueror, Aegon the Conqueror. Yeah. But this like the, the way he they do the it. Forged the throne, didn't he? He did forge the throne. Yeah. And uh, another thing on like. Another nice theory that I always liked was that eventually they're going to have to literally take apart the throne because it, I, I believe it was forged with dragon fire, and that's how you make Valerian steel, meaning that maybe at one point they all get stuck in the throne room and then have to like rip the throne apart because all those swords have the same properties as the Valerian uh, Valerian steel, or that's the theory at least. And that figuratively would mean, you know, a dismantlement of the old ways and making a new way, something like that. That was Aegon who made it anyway. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't so, know this having sensibly thrown up the sh- thrown off the shackles of uh, monarchy long ago, but they all have the same fucking names. Uh, Sweden's <laughs> king is called like Gustav. There's been like five hundred of them. So, <laughs> uh, and I mean, I, I've dabbled a little bit in some of the book theories. Uh, there is supposed to be what a uh, a prophecy about an Aegon, or, or that's like what John's dad. That's why they named him Aegon or something because. There is a prophecy about an Aegon Targaryen, and this could be the one. I don't know if you know anything about that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there is a character claiming to be Aegon Targaryen in the books that they just mm. skipped that Tyrion kind of runs into when he's going off to uh, to see Daenerys. He kind of meets this hidden secret Targaryen, but then the extra theory on top of that is that that's all bullshit. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that pro- guy probably is another kind of red herring. But yeah, at... At the latest points in the book, I, I believe that he kind of goes back to Westeros and he has the Golden Company. So Daenerys is still, if you can imagine this, she's still off on the other side of the fucking sea in the books. Uh, still can't get yeah, her out of there. Weird. That's she just crazy. she just flew off. We don't even have the whole previous season of Daenerys stuff. It, she just flew off on her dragon, uh, which happened at the end of you know two seasons ago. Uh, so as far as book theories. Uh, I don't think any of the, any of it holds any value here. I mean, there is a theory about you know, or a prophecy or whatever it was about the three heads of the dragon, and you have to join fire and ice. And that I, I believe that it is more or less canon, kind of, or at least very legitimate theory that uh, John's father was very into that stuff, and he kind of found out about it, and that's why he made like what he didn't just run off for love it was kind of he was half aware of this prophecy and trying to make it come true by joining fire and ice and he has to have three children or something and he thinks his children are going to be the heads of the dragon but then the others got killed so um yeah hmm. yeah it's interesting um so well yeah so we learn about well we actually we they, we intercut this information with um, John and Daenerys fucking finally. Mm. Uh, it's such a Game of Thrones thing to be yeah. like, they're related. He's a Targaryen while he's like inside of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they did a good job of like even the people who are even the people who are on board and like incest, not a big deal. It's kind of hard to like be turned on by this when they're just talking <laughs> constantly so much about how related they are uh no matter how much they show john's pert buttocks uh it's still still gonna be really awkward and it all ends with Bran saying like we have to tell him and it's almost like i thought he was gonna say 
before it's too late. But that motherfucker can see things happening. So I assume that that intercutting is also happening in his head because why the fuck wouldn't he be checking? Oh yeah, what's my brother doing right yeah. now? My or my you know uh, cousin doing right now? Where, where is he at? Oh shit, he should have showed some emotion there and like ravens send all the ravens. That's my only power, the ravens. Um, yeah, and we also, I mean, we did get a glimpse of his dad and mother, and I think we saw the mother in the flashbacks before. Maybe we also saw the prince. Uh, I don't remember, but he looked I a lot. I don't think we did. He did look a lot like um, like uh, Danny's brother, right? I mean, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he did, because actually, you know, when it cut to him, that's the first thing I thought, because I didn't, like, it wasn't, I didn't know what they were cutting to, but I was thinking that as well. Yeah. Um, and we also see... Uh, um uh Tyrion like creeping so mm-hmm. are they hinting that he loves Daenerys like is that going to be the thing he no. loves Daenerys no way i don't think i hope so. not it just it was just felt like a weird deliberate shot i mean i guess it was just a show he maybe doesn't approve but he was um, the one a few episodes that's like Jon Snow loves you and she's like he does not <laughs> yeah i mean he's he too does- little for me <laughs> well, the only reason I like your theory has, I, I or the your, that thought has some credence is like the look on his face is really like it looks like he knows they're related because he looks so fucking like no, uh, he looks like the audience right there watching it unfold. But actually, I mean, I, I would assume that it's more that. He knows this isn't like gonna end well. Uh, like he, he knows what love does to people. Like he murdered his last girlfriend, and like uh, his wife got uh, uh, fucked up pretty bad, and everything. So he 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 knows that love is gonna complicate things, as it has done for everyone in his family, and uh, uh, well, like all of power. He's finally made an alliance and then they get together and they're about to go off and fight a war. Is Danny going to be thinking clearly is John? I guess that's what it is. I mean, I guess they did kind of point out that, that he was the one to send away like anyone that got close to Daenerys or like advise her to send them away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like he didn't like how Dario, Dario affected yeah. him and her. So, and the, the other theory is that uh, Dario might be with the, the mercenaries that are coming. Mm-hmm. I'm sure and we're all like, like so excited to see him again, right? Well, it would be like one of those where Cersei gets these mercenaries like, ha ha, I have a paid army. And then Dario's like, nah, bitch, we like the the dragon queen and uh, pull old uh, flipperoo on him. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It felt weird. So it felt like potentially more. I, I'm not saying that's what I want to happen. I don't want to see a... Um, love triangle uh the other the other thing that leads to this theory because i've been reading up on different stuff this week uh, a lot of people point to george's like 1993 outline of the series Mm -hmm. and it was originally thought like originally he was going to have Jon snow fall in love with aria but then he was going to also have Tyrion lannister fall in love with aria and they were going to have this weird love triangle was he writing and fan fiction already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite this popular is, on Archive of Our Own. This was his jam, apparently. He published his outline. I don't know if he published in like New York Times or something, like his original outline from way back when. So a lot of some people are leading that to this theory, thinking like, oh, he's finally going through on his original promise. Mm. And 
but eh, I hope not. It's too flimsy. It's still way too flimsy, and it's not something I want. It does make more sense just in a strategic point of view. Um, because the other side of it is a lot of people think that Cersei convinced him of something, and maybe his true allegiances are now back with the Lannisters because she's pregnant. But I think that's flimsy as well. So yeah, that feels very flimsy. I mean, I, I feel like it's more uh, more likely that she, uh, that he. Um... I mean, he could have the hots for for D- Danny, sure, but is that gonna affect the way he does? Like, I I I know, like he does, he knows that he doesn't have a shot with her. Uh, I would assume so. Uh, I don't, don't know. Ever count him out, man. I mean, he's had such a weak personality, and like his plans, like we sure he's had some good moments, but I feel really disconnected from Tyrion. Uh, these days, so it's kind of well, maybe hard this to know. is maybe this is the old him coming back, the old whoring and fucking and drinking and. Well, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's interesting because we all knew this was coming, uh, but it's still, you know, it's still effective. It's still like everyone wanted everyone wanted them to fuck and then but then when they did people were kind of like oh no i don't know how i feel about this yeah how do you <laughs> feel about it because beforehand you were very much like that's fucking weird and yeah you i didn't want the same? them to, yeah i still felt weird i was like oh, i don't want them to fuck especially while they're telling me they're <laughs> reminding me mid fuck scene that uh they're related <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was a good way of doing it uh because yeah. got a lot of people thinking and I, I believe i mean after last season people were still kind of like Jon Snow, right? He's the Ned son. So that's like they were like it, they didn't make it super clear. At least now it, they cannot make it any more clear. Bran says it. He's the heir to the Iron Throne. He's the fucking son of the last prince and everything. So so finally we're all on the same page. Well, and uh, once this news gets out, I want everyone going down to that Ned Stark statue and apologizing. People thinking that he was a piece of shit having a bastard son. Uh, Ned oh, yeah. Stark's the fucking truest dude to ever live in Westeros, and now he's Bet- got Jon Snow uh, in his uh, falling in his footsteps. Best dude. I mean, he did betray his best friend, but it was for his sister, so that all adds up um, <laughs> uh, in the Stark mathematician corner. Um, I mean, the only the 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 bitter the most bitter thing is that like he was so honorable that he couldn't ever even tell his wife. Uh, because mm. oh no, she might act different, and it has to be believable. And she was like the worst to John, awful to John. Uh, I mean, I guess they don't have a lot of screen time in in the in the show, really, but more hammered home in the books. How yeah, how you terrible. pick it up a bit, but yeah, yeah, I can only imagine in the books it's probably way more intense. Yeah, um, yeah, because basically, if uh, if uh, Baratheon knew, he would have just killed him, right? Oh yeah, just like slapped, took the baby and smashed his head on a rock, and yes. be done with it. And actually, that is the reason why Ned and Robert didn't see each other for so many years because uh, Robert, or more specifically, with the help of the Mountain and the Lannisters, they went ahead and smashed the shit out of uh, Ilium Martell and her children because. Uh, that's why you know the guy from Dorne, uh, the Viper, was so upset about it uh, because mm. they murdered them, and and that's also why Ned was upset, as we now realize even more that he's gonna do the same to Jon Snow, to my uh, nephew, if he ever knew. He's murdered babies. Uh, I, I gotta stay away from this guy. 
And that's also obviously, I mean, not that it came up, but he would never have wanted John to go down to the Capitol or come in contact with any of that stuff. He's, he's just keeping him safe. I mean, he's not keeping him safe to like make him the king. I'm sure he would have never, uh, like wanted him to be like, a uh, like a, a rival to Robert or anything, but he just wants him alive. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. It's what a Ned Stark thing to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then uh, much like we all knew was going to happen, but still, uh, still. Hey, am, I doing a, am I doing a podcast with Joanna Robinson? Uh, you <laughs> knew what was going to happen. Oh, my gosh. How did you know? Uh, yeah, no, we all know. <laughs> we all knew the wall was coming down. We knew it. Mm-hmm. We called it. it. It was the only way for this season to go. The fucking wall had to come down. And, uh, you know, it did. It was still very fulfilling, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, do you think that Beric and Tormund are dead? That's the weird thing. I don't like it was very I mean, just the fact that it was so confusing, I guess I would assume they're not dead. Yeah, I but would be it seems like, like they should be dead, but they're probably not. For sure, but I'm sure they were just on that little they were on the part that didn't fall down of the wall uh, because as you said they would have actually shown them die. I mean, I I would contest that when was everyone was saying that about Stannis when we were like we see the sword fall down and later they say he's dead but they never like oh we didn't see a body. I don't believe it to that level, but here it really feels like they would have killed them if they weren't going to appear ever again. Uh and even better, they could have killed them last episode when we really, really needed some characters to die, True. and they yeah. didn't. They were just it, standing there on the wall so we could have, like, two named characters have a dialogue, I guess. Uh, like, characters we kind of care about, more or less, uh, involved, but then, yeah, they don't show what happens, so I can only assume they're gonna be there, like, we're pretending to be undead, and then, like, infiltrating the army <laughs> to start a next season, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because where do we leave everyone? So, like, all the people we like are all headed north, right? Like, yeah. uh, Jon Snow, Daenerys, like, Brienne. Tyrion. Um, Arya's already the there. Hound's also. Sunset. Oh, yeah. The Hound's He's not hanging north. around King's Land hoping to catch uh, catch the mountain, <laughs> like, taking a piss or something outside. <laughs> I mean, his, his like, ho- uh, holy mission or whatever, as he interpreted, was to go and get a white down to King's Landing. Uh, so it, it would kind of be in character if he stuck around and tried to murder his brother, but it seems far, far more likely that he's going north uh, to hang out with Arya and Sansa, his two favorite girls in the whole wide world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, indeed. Uh, I, I did want to mention, I speaking of Catelyn Stark, who we haven't mentioned in a long time, I'm going to drop some more book knowledge on you that you maybe already know. Isn't uh, she like a zombie or something? Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> Lady sorry, Stoneheart. No, that's exactly wh- where I was going. She's a zombie. She's Lady Stoneheart. But she's not really a zombie because she's more like Beric Dondarrion being brought back from the dead because specifically that's exactly what happens that she's kind of found because they th- the phrase throw her in the fucking river so of course the brotherhood without banners are around then and they drag her out and they revive her but if i remember it correctly beric has to give away his life to bring her back 
for whatever reason. Um, he kind uh, of, I don't know what happens with Thoros. I, it, it's vague. It's been a number of years, but he breathes kind of his life essence into Catelyn Stark. So what happens next is the Catelyn Stark becomes the leader of the Brotherhood without banners because, you know, she's a Stark. She's looking for revenge. She's doing all the Stark things, but she's way dark. She can barely speak She's because her throat was cut. She kind of holds it shut and kind of wheezes the weird zombie. She looks more like a zombie from the descriptions and everything. So she's leading the Brotherhood without banners. Barry is fucking dead um if i remember right and the the reason i bring this up is i thought in the previous season when the hound was going off to kill people what like i'd given up on lady stoneheart showing up in this show but i thought the hound was going after them because we knew they were the brotherhood without banners but then we saw the real brotherhood without banners executing those guys and saying you should come with us uh so unfortunately we didn't get to see that catelyn stark was there being a weird dark leader of the brotherhood without banners um and that leads me to believe Another reason that Beric Dondarrion is still alive, because Thoros is dead, uh, the Red Witch is gone, but Beric can still potentially do that thing that I mentioned, but not to Catelyn Stark. Uh, he still possibly has the power in him to revive someone in the upcoming episodes. Sorry. Who do you think it would be, then? Who would it, would it be, like... Jon Snow, two for two, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Or Danny, or, you know, I, I don't know. It's just trying to figure out what these characters are even, like, hanging around for if we just have six episodes to go. Uh, and that's one potential reason. Because otherwise, now, they should have killed more characters in the previous episode. Who, I mean, who who are we for sure going to see die next year? Is Sansa Stark going to make it? I mean, all the Starks can't make it. Uh, Bran either dies or, like, wargs into a tree and vanishes probably works into a tree and vanishes or or it becomes a dragon hey, what or is that face what is that face in the tree well is that th- those are the weirwood or is that what they're called uh, or is that from harry potter yeah i think so they're the holy trees of the old religion that the uh children of the forest carved and it was all their stuff and that's also uh more more as well in the books that the the brand when he's training he can see through the eyes of those fucking weird faces and then other characters get hints of feeling his presence because he can look through those and there's lots of them in the north they're basically like altars for the old religion that they follow in the north um that's why john wanted to go north of the wall to say his vows in the first few episodes because there's a weirwood tree there that uh, that he could pray at now and the thing with john snow like what we know of john snow even if he finds out that he's the heir to the throne he doesn't seem like the type of dude that's going to be like, what? Give me the throne. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess maybe the idea would be that more Daenerys would just not trust him because she would assume he'd be that way. But I feel like at this point, it's more about the incest complication. Uh, mm. You know, it's not going to be as much about who has the claim. I mean, maybe they'll both be polite and try to push the throne at each other presumably um but yeah no, you get on the throne no yeah. you get on the throne well because but it's one of the things they kind of state right after because they say that they're related and while they're showing them have sex they do say like he's the rightful heir to the throne and then mm-hmm. they like they're looking in each other's eyes <laughs> um so it feels like they're gonna try to make because we need to get back to the game of the thrones people who's yeah. fighting for the thrones already uh or, I mean, I guess potentially if the information gets out, uh, other people would use that to manipulate them. I, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see where they go because I almost assumed 
that we'd be kind of wrapped up with some of this King's Landing nonsense by the time we go to fight the White Walkers. But then again, you know, beyond them being zombies and just coming to kill everyone, there's there's not a lot there. So I guess I understand why everything has to still be in motion. Because are we going to learn a lot more about like what what this goal is of the Night King? You think does it even matter, or they do they just represent an unstoppable force? I mean, so far they represent an unstoppable force, and I feel like we already had the reveal of uh, they are created by the children of the forest, which we had to reveal a while ago because then we killed all the children of the forest and everything, Uh, and that makes sense. But then it wouldn't make sense to then add on top of that something else like... I feel maybe it's like, like I said, as a goof last episode that they want to end all, you know, warring and suffering and he, like they're like the children of the forest created them to bring peace and the humans have been warring too long. So it's our comeuppance or whatever. I mean, and then, but that wouldn't really have an effect. That would just be kind of more of a moral thing thrown in. It wouldn't really change their goal. The goal would still be to like Terminator, like eradicate, like Skynetty uh eradicate all humans yeah i mean i read some i think i read it on reddit and you know reddit it's like it's a blessing and a curse when you want to read people's thoughts on tv shows uh and i don't know maybe this lends itself more to the books but there's this idea that the night king's a stark and maybe he's brandon stark like the the infamous stark from years and years ago or something Mm -hmm. like that um because everyone does want to have this connection and i mean i guess i guess the show hints on it Everyone wants this connection between Bran and the Night King because there is something there, at least, like when he popped up in his vision. So I guess people are trying to build their own theories beyond that. I don't know. I don't know how much I believe that, but, you know, I guess who knows? I mean, in a way, it would feel cheap if they started adding a lot more character. But on the other hand, if it just continues as previously, that would almost also feel a bit strange if it's just like, where, like if, if we're coming into much closer contact with them, we've already seen that they have some measure of personality of like recognizing Jon Snow and like making plans and, and bringing chains. So clearly they have some, some sort of thinking going on, but um I don't think they're going to lean too heavily into that. I think it's still going to be a lot about the characters. And on that note, I think the incest part is more important than the rightful heir part. But on the other hand, John is also like the prince who was promised. Unfortunately, Danny, it was a guy after all. Uh, so, so that's probably more of a thing where he's actually the one who has the prophecy, and he'll be riding dragons, and then like, uh, he rides, he's, he rides his dragon better, whatever stuff like that. I guess. I, I mean, yeah, we, yeah, John Snow at least well has to ride a dragon, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we already saw him flirting with it a bit, flirting with the dragon, if you will, mm-hmm. when uh, he had that moment where, like, the dragon let him touch it and all that. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, like on the thing with the shit, I lost it when we okay. were talking about the the Night King. Mm-hmm. About you guide, I'm sorry. Well, he's riding. He's the third head of the dragon now. Uh, yeah, he's riding his uh, thing, shooting blue. Ice in winter, and uh, I guess that's what we expected, right? I oh. mean, it's awesome, though, but it is what we expected. Yeah, it was awesome, but yeah, it's we kind of expected it. Now, uh, we had that thing with the babies where it like, showed how... Was that making a white walker or a white? A white walker. Uh, are, are you reasoning of whether the dragon is a white walker dragon or a white dragon because he touched no, it? No, but I'm wondering like how many... 
are like are we gonna see more like of of like the like the upper echelon the white walkers you think because it's what we see like the same five like all the time and i mean john's killed two of them with ease already yeah so is there more to that or is that just kind of showing where they came from because wasn't it uh said that 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 crazy guy that lived north of the wall and would always give the babies to, to the yeah. whites. Didn't he Crester. give like tons of babies to him? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. He gave all his boy babies. All his sons. Yeah. Right. Considering how many wives and daughter wives he had, there had to be a, a, a fair number of sons. But who knows how fast they were up? Maybe they're just you know going to hit their puberty in four thousand years or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go back. There's just a cave of little like toddlers. <laughs> no one's watching them. Or there's Turn just off this my one real dad. <laughs> real I, dad's uh, crester. <laughs> I did rewatch that mutiny scene um, from what was that season two? Yeah. When they kill is that Jor- Jorah's dad, right? The mm-hmm previous like leader of the watch or whatever ah fucking great stuff i mean i don't know why i brought it up it was just great to watch i i am looking forward to uh i didn't do it for this season so i've never re-watched game of thrones like i've watched it all as it airs obviously so that's why i'm still a little rusty here and there on some of the deep references but I look forward to before this next season. And if if I'm waiting till 2019, I guess I got some time. But I'm looking forward and diving back in and rewatching the whole series to get ready. Hell yeah, let's do it. Uh, We could do some shows on it too because I'm sad that it's going to be no more Game of Thrones podcasts for such a long time. Don't worry, people will find ways to fill the gaps, as will we. Uh, I mean. Oh, yeah, that's the end. They, they bring down the wall, as expected. I uh, You posted some song about walls. I'm, in my head, I had Pink Floyd's tear down the wall while it was happening. I'm sure we all had uh, appropriate musical cues. I am watching I posted the, that an hour before the episode aired, by the way. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, am. I was just pulling up the clips of it actually falling, and like the last we see of Tormund and Beric is like the wall starts to fall, but then they kind of stagger back and just look at it all surprised, and then it keeps falling, but it falls outwards into the sea, uh, making me assume that they're on the side where it's not falling, so they're fine. They're, they're just okay. stuck on the wall with no fucking ladder. Yeah. <laughs> so what, can they run down the wall towards uh, <laughs> towards the, the Night's Watch? Can they um, go to the... the... Well, Tormund has. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good. Well, it is uh, like three hundred miles or whatever they say. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's going to take a while. But Tormund has climbed the wall before, so. He, oh, that's right. You could get him down. Yeah. Uh, sadly, that uh, wraps it up. Uh, Lamau, are you serious? In the chat, it says the writing for this season was utter dog shit. Fair point. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, what's your feeling it- now, having gone through it all? I mean, it had its ups and downs for sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like the whole season's terrible, but I mean, I picked up on it kind of early. Um, yeah. Not one to say I told you so, but uh, I feel like it helps. Just I, I don't think it was bad. It just was not what we're used to mm-hmm. for Game of Thrones, especially. It was, and mm-hmm. between between things needed to be speed uh, like sped up a bit, and also things kind of having to start working out and. Like we've been following this story, so there's only a few ways it can go. Like the 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 White Walkers can't get to the wall and then be like, "Fuck, now what?" Like they're gonna knock it down. We know that. Otherwise, what? They just ah, fuck. The wall's still here. Let's go back home, boys. Uh, you know, the story has to go. It's it's been progressing in an area, so we need to get there. And yeah, I mean, they definitely had to take some shortcuts with 
some of the like the traveling's been talked to death this year. Like the whole country's become nerds uh, because of Game of Thrones. Like even like your dumb uncle that uh, doesn't watch TV shows is like, how the Ravens getting uh, Winterfell so quick? <laughs> yeah, it's like shut up, nerd, get out of here. But I mean, there's a point. There, there's definitely some criticism to be had for the writing, um, but it's still Game of Thrones. It's still a good quality show. You're 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 not stopping. Uh, you're you're not quitting the show. You're not boycotting it. So just enjoy it. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's true. That it doesn't like it's not bad enough that anyone would check out. But I I certainly feel like it's it's been getting a different feel. And we've also talked about this before. I believe it's more that Martin kind of grows his story slowly based on what the characters would do. And if they wouldn't do it, then it's like, oh shit, it's going to take two more years to figure out how to get this to, to work yeah. out. Whereas they. I mean, I say it sounds very negative the way I've been saying it, but they they have a goal of like, let's get to this. And then they get to that. And that's been there's been some casualties along the way on that. But on the other hand, I do like where they ended up. So I'm not going to complain too much about that. And and to your point, what you said in the first episode when we talked about uh, this season, you know, they signed on to adapt a song of ice and fire as a TV show called Game of Thrones. They didn't sign on to finish the story. Not that they're finishing it for him, but in a way they are. I know they have like they have like an outline, maybe some bullet points from what his plan was. Yeah. But they got a task they didn't necessarily sign up for. And yeah, and, and it's it's a TV show, so it's a little bit more confined. And if someone went to George R. R. Martin and they're like, Look, you got eight hundred pages, you better finish this fucking story, then he's gonna have to do what he has to do as well. So you know, that's the trade-off. You're going to lose a lot either way, just adapting something from a book to TV or movie. Never mind having like a very strict, this is the time we got, let's wrap this up and fucking blow this thing and go home. Yeah, and this is all my own theory, but I really do feel that this season has been like the most vague in his notes because in the previous season, we were kind of, or in the previous two seasons, it was kind of a transition where we still had some of the stuff still going on in the books and other stuff being adapted in. Uh, and I'm sure the last season, there's got to be, I mean, he, he <laughs> like told... two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> then they live happily ever after and uh, keep explodes again. And uh... Wall comes down, John fucks Danny. <laughs> I don't know. Figure out the rest. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what this season was. And and watching the behind the scenes stuff, they the way they talk, it sounds like they had to make it up. Uh, that they yeah. they're like, well, we figured. Uh, what could bring down the wall? What did we have on the board? Uh, we had dragons, so they could do it. So let's get a dragon north of the wall. And like, what could get the characters together? Uh, if they all agree that there's a zombie, you know, that could be it. And you're absolutely yeah. right. They signed on to adapt the books. That's kind of sometimes maybe used as an excuse, but I really feel like time is the big factor here where Martin had time to do the stuff he wanted and and like even though he f- he feels bad when he misses a deadline but he doesn't actually lose anything like yeah. that's even if you sign a contract like your other books are still selling so much you're fine uh and with this it's like well you have the whole of HBO more or less on your back um and here are some interesting notes a Game of Thrones which is the name of the first book it came out in 96 and that was followed 3 years later by Clash of Kings, the second books. And then Storm of Swords came out one year later. 
and those books are so fucking long. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's like a million words more or less. Is or is it was seven hundred thousand? Either way, like after that, the pace went down a bit. But when they were negotiating, they had every reason to assume that he could actually bang it out because that is so many words published in like four years. Granted, the first book was written obviously before that, but but still, uh, like even and they were even like, hey, we'll make season, we'll make book two into two. Book three into two seasons. That'll do it, right, Martin? And uh, he's just there sweating because uh, obviously, like the the whole pressure of getting it all to make sense. I think that's what's preventing George Martin from finishing because he writes himself into like corners sometimes with his way of growing. And sometimes I, you know, we wish or I wish that he would be a bit more like the showrunners and kind of like do something that, hey, it doesn't make 1,000% sense, but at least we're not in Marine anymore. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it's it's a balance, so to speak. I don't want to make excuses for, like, there is some bad stuff in this season, and I feel like yeah. it could have been fixed. But, uh, like, before, when they just, if they just had a few months to write season two or whatever, they had so many great pre-written lines and scenes to just pull from. They basically just had to decide which were the best ones and they made some new inventions of their own that really worked. But but now they're like, they're on their own just on the detail level and on the structure level and there's no time. So that's why I'm rooting for 2019. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know it sounds like we're making excuses, but I just kind of feel like yeah, there's 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 a lot to there's a lot to criticize. I, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's the best written season. There's a lot to criticize. There's a lot to pick apart. But it, but some of it is like, you know, are we gonna get that much more? Are we gonna get that much more of the characters if it took an episode for a raven to get to you know Winterfell or something? Like some of the stuff, some of the shortcuts made sense. Some of them didn't. Some of it was for sure rushed, but it's give and take. It's, you know, it's either that or uh, we didn't get this season till next year or something. And then we got the final season in 2020 and eh, maybe it would be better to do that. But at the same time, it's like, come on, it's a TV show. Let's fucking finish this out. Yeah, let's uh, let's, let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's our perspective. Lamau in the chat writes, uh, he didn't feel any depth or complexity from the show, just action sequences and nerdgasms, like a teenager wrote the script. Uh, that's your, I mean, the, I, I don't think that's crazy either if you feel that way, but. I think there are moments like that, but I don't think the whole season was that. I think yeah. there were for sure. I mean, I, I think it's a fair criticism of certain moments uh, where I, I don't feel like some of those moments would have been different. They just would have had maybe a little bit more time to breathe before they happened. Yeah. So they just they they had to get to some of these moments quicker. Um, and yeah, it probably would have felt better if they had some more episodes in between to let some of this stuff flesh out. But I really don't know the reason. I remember I think we already talked about this, but when they announced it'd be less episodes, I assumed it's because they were they were like, hey, we just don't have the story. We just know we need to wrap up. But it feels more now maybe something budgetary or just to get it done the amount of work it took to even bang out these episodes took a year or whatever. Uh, so they wouldn't have been able to spend extra time to add more episodes. It's it's hard to say. Yeah. And as far as action sequences, I feel like um, it's been ever, ever since season two, when they had such a big success with uh, the, the battle of Blackwater Bay, where Tyrion was the battle commander and the wildfire and everything. Everyone loved that so much that it almost feels like they, 
partially they were like okay let's put in more of that stuff and that was fun and that was cool let's do that at the same time the story is like ramping up and there's gonna be more big epic scenes uh so i don't know there's a balance between that and season one where there was there were no fucking wars happening in season one and yet it's one of the well i mean it's very good anyway and it's more about tense character plotting and that's been what's been missing when character motivations don't make sense so yeah i guess guess it's a give and take it is give and take because that's the same like with most uh most stories in general whether it be like say a movie franchise or tv show it's always the most fun when you're first you know being introduced to this world and things are like new and fresh but then it gets to a point where things need to wind down uh but you're right i mean there's definitely more like we need to top this we need to top that battle and i think to their credit like even though there's some logical inconsistencies in uh, the previous episode, it's it's like a cinema quality, like as far as the look and the action. Um, I mean, it's just about there. So yeah. Speaking of things ramping down naturally, sadly, there's not much more to say right <laughs> yeah. now. now. However, however <laughs> yeah, if you would like to share your opinions on Game of Thrones, please do send them to shows what you know show at gmail.com or leave them as a comment on our YouTube shows what you know or our website shows what you know dot com. Uh, another thing we wanted to bring up: don't don't hang up yet. Don't don't leave the call. Don't don't close uh, podcast uh, things because we have interesting news for you. Uh, whereas I was gonna bring this up in the middle of the show so people wouldn't tune out for that sexy game of thrones talk was up but uh it was too much momentum too much uh, you know incest we couldn't and stop no one's gonna hear this that's <laughs> no true. one's gonna hear this end part but go but ahead. speaking of which <laughs> okay well uh we would like you to leave a review on itunes if you could and uh, to incentivize that we'd like to mention that hey if you ask us to review a certain show in an itunes review then we promise to do it for example, we have a review from um, Avalanche who said that he's uh, uh, would love to hear some retro stuff. For example, Spaced, Black Books, or Red Dwarf. Um, and yeah, so we're going to do an episode on Spaced because it's a TV show that we both really love. And that's a guarantee for most of you, unless we get 100 reviews, which seems super likely. Uh, we're going to do any and all shows uh, that you tell us to do if it is in an iTunes review. Another review came in last week from uh, Mikey, who said that this is, I mean, since we're patting ourselves on the back, no one's around anyway, let's just uh, read this review where he says it's more than just a recap show. Uh, It's a great take on TV shows. Not only are they very informative on how on the show they're they're talking about, but they are funny when discussing it as well. Wow. I am very excited when a show I'm watching is being discussed by Jacob and Jim and also have decided to watch uh, shows, Vice Principals, based off listening to them. Keep it up, guys. Which, by the way, is another show coming up that we're going to do, Vice Principals. Yeah, Um, I'm psyched. Yeah, but if you have any shows that like, oh, Game of Thrones, now they're just going to go back to Preachers and Outcasts and all this shit I don't watch, just tell us what you'd like us to discuss because we are also going to be looking back as well as forward uh, at the old favorites and least favorite well, and shows also you should be watching preacher season two because uh so far so good i'd say true those are some of the uh some of the uh, shows coming up preacher vice principles and spaced so please stay tuned subscribe on youtube and subscribe on itunes even if you don't use it that's fine yeah do it all right dig Wait. it uh, game of thrones is over 
The new Game yeah, of Thrones. Oh my gosh. Postpartum depression. I don't <sighs> think that means what I thought it means. I was. <laughs> I don't think so. I was gonna play the song again, but I didn't have it pulled up anymore. So let's just finish with this. Peter Baelish.